Koal Investment Group and its staff. Koal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic. It's News Talk 1130 WISN, hosted by the Kowal Investment Group, the founder, Jeff Kowal. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm excellent. You are the founder. How, how many years did you found? Did you find it? Uh, what, how, how many years at the Kowal Investment Group, Jeff? Well, it's 37 years ago that we did, 1987. So we've been going strong for that period of time. We started... Um, with the idea that we would always put our clients' interests first, the fiduciary standard back in 1987, and we've done it in everybody in our office from top to bottom. We all live by the fiduciary standard, always putting our clients' interests first. Long-time WISN, or should I say maybe loyal WISN listeners know that this show goes back to 2001 and that you're, you and your company, your staff, have been doing the market updates, business reports on the Mark Belling Show and do every day, Monday through Friday. You'll hear them in the 3 and 5 p.m. news block. In addition, Jeff, we should just give some background on your locations. In addition to Waukesha, you're in Racine, downtown Delafield, in Phoenix, Arizona, Cape Coral, Florida, Port Washington. What am I missing? Anything? I think that's it. Yeah, world lot. headquarters is in Waukesha, Wisconsin for now. We're looking at moving to Brookfield soon. We'll make an announcement on that later, but um, you know, the audience today is going to get an inside look at what we do with our clients on a daily basis. Um, th- typically, a lot of times when I do the show by myself, Paul, I like to uh, do an hour-long, we used to call it the sexy segment, but I guess we can't call it the wealth management preservation segment. So, so do an hour-long uh, topics that are interesting to people with a million dollars or more. Wealth management preservation. So I've got several things here I want to talk about, an inside look at what we do with our clients on a regular basis. I'm glad you mentioned that, you know, to obtain a million dollars, I think back in the day was a bit different than today's millionaires. You remember, was it the Wall Street Journal, that kind of infamous article, Jeff, about the millionaire next door? Yep, there was a book about that as well. I mean, you know, Joe the plumber with his 401k plan after 30 plus years is doing pretty good. A lot of Americans may have hit that amount or around there. Some have no retirement savings or plan. Jeff, you have said this countless times, and then we'll get started on the retirement clinic, by the way. And you have said it's never too late to start, Jeff. That's right, especially with the revised numbers and how much you can set aside in your 401ks and your uh, IRAs and the catch-up provisions for those over age 50. Don't give up hope, but you have to concentrate on it. You can't just um, not pay attention to it and think it's going to happen. Back in the day, and Paul, we've talked about this, pensions were a lot more prevalent uh, 40 years ago, 30 years ago. But with the advent of 401ks, companies for the most part have dumped the responsibility of doing retirement planning on your lap. It's your responsibility to do it. Some people are still putting it off, some for good reasons. If you have a big mortgage, if you've got kids growing up, if you have other expenses, starting a business, whatever it happens to be. But you reach a point where you have to take it seriously. The sooner you start, the better, but it's never too late, and especially with those provisions on being able to make higher contributions limits, higher contributions over age 50 adds a lot to your ability to be successful in retirement. 
That was a very encouraging little segment you just did there, Jeff, that it's never too late to start. Um, no matter where you're at in life, your age, things happen. Life events, divorce, Jeff. Uh, unfortunately, some things happen where people have to, you know, take a look at, at the retirement plan and say maybe it's not what it, I had in mind initially because of these life events we talk about. Um, but it's never too late to start. So what... You know, you mentioned a lot of stuff going on in the show. The Kowalway.com is a good resource. Jeff's website, fantastic. The Kowalway.com. And any questions on the retirement clinic every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock when we're on, you can just call 262-522-4040. Questions, 262-522-4040. Jeff, what do you got? Where are we starting off today? Well, before I start with uh, the topics for today, uh, on Friday, February 23rd, Aaron Spitzner is holding an educational breakfast with Brian Boucher at our Racine office. The two will discuss the current state of property and casualty insurance, rate and coverage changes, personal umbrella liability policies. And those are important when you think you have a sound retirement plan. Those are the types of things that can uh Quickly, quickly sabotage an otherwise successful retirement plan. So Aaron Spitzner, Friday, February 23rd, will be talking about PNC insurance, rate and coverage, personal liability insurance. And then um, on March, Wednesday, March 20th, uh, John White will be hosting an educational panel with Mike Smith, Pam Foti, and Christine Tosin. Um, the panelists will discuss end-of-life planning, life-term care needs, Burial Costs, and more. Two great workshops with Aaron Spitzner and John White, February 23rd and March 20th. More information on these events and to register. Uh, the events are free, but you do have to pre-register. Visit thekowalway.com. It's K-O-W-A-L. And click on the events page or call 262-522-4040. Um, when it's, like I said, we're an inside look of what we do um, for, you know, when it's time for you to pass control of your money on to somebody else, uh, we'll talk about this all the time with our clients. Um, it's very important to do that. Uh, we say that the most important things in life aren't things. It's, um, it's about the things that you do with your money. You know, having a bourbon with a dear friend and a, and a client that's traveling with dear friends and memories made, love. Uh, but money is needed. So when do you decide that you can't do it anymore? I'm going to start with that topic. And then later on, we're going to go to uh, what we do for our clients in terms of research. We research on policy, taxes, proposals, and everything else that could affect their investments and their retirement planning. And, and there's one thing that the rich aren't rich enough that I'm going to cover. There aren't enough rich people to cover all the expenses in the economy. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about trends and, and care we take with our clients, knowing that a great transfer of wealth is already underway. What's surprising is that transfer is to women, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to, uh, you know, comfort that they need, the knowledge that they need, and other things. And then we'll have the wealth management segment about charitable giving. But let's start with this. Hey, can I just and, mention one thing, Jeff, that you said rich people, the quote-unquote rich I would think you would agree to this because we've we've asked this before on the show. What is rich? What defines wealth? And I think that's answer that varies from person to person, right? 
That is, but when the government defines it, they talk about tax brackets or wealth, and sometimes it's arbitrary. That actually is a great point because you know they have or they have proposed what's called the billionaires tax. We already joke about that because the billionaires tax starts at fifty million. There aren't enough people with. I think it starts at 100, 100 million rather. So there aren't enough people with a billion dollars to cover all the uh, excess spending that's going on in the government. So they have this bill, this proposal. They call it the billionaire's tax. And it starts with people with 100 million. They want to tax your wealth. So if you have 100 million and it goes up by 10% and you you get you gain $10 million, they want to tax that. But if you your wealth goes down, you don't get a refund. So they want to have... And then they're right. going to find right. out that there aren't enough people with a hundred million, so they're going to drop it to fifty million. They're going to drop it to five million. They're going to drop it to anybody with any assets at all. And there aren't enough of those people to go around. So that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, all good stuff. I think a week ago we kind of talked about don't forget about taxes, the impact of taxes on everything, your investments, but your retirement plan certainly a part of that. Okay, Jeff, sorry to get sidetracked, but let's kick it off. <laughs> well, let's talk about. Mil- Managing money in old age, when it's time to let someone else do it. Um, this is, I thought this was a great Barron's article. Uh, Milo, Milo Bedingfield, a San Francisco financial advisor, helped him, his mother-in-law with her finances. And as she aged, she started calling him without reason to ask if she was running out of money. He thought that that was odd. To find yourself wondering, like, are you worried about running out of money? Or is it bigger than that? Is it something more than that? He says, as an advisor, it's a little scary to think, oh, my gosh, this is a woman that I love, my mother-in-law. I used to know this person. I see you're becoming something different. And, again, I, I mentioned we work with this all the time. We see these changes going on with our clients. You talked about earlier, Paul, uh, divorce, marriage, grandkids, things like that that affect you, but also – uh, mental cognitiveness uh, and increased anxiety about money and changes in perception of investment risk are signs that a senior may need financial help. Two key signs are problems with everyday math and reduced attention span for completing everyday financial tasks. Um, the article, again, the Barron's article, anyone who is 60 or older will have some cognitive aging, senior moments. I think I started having those when I was 40. So. <laughs> yeah. Where are my keys? That, you know, blaming on a senior moment where you, oh, the article says where you misplace your keys or it takes a few tries to remember a password. This I thought was really important. If you've handled your own finances to do it yourselfers, you mind your, you might find yourself taking more time to complete the task. That's important. You know, because you think, I know enough about money. I've been doing it my whole life. And now you find that it takes you longer to do those things. All the information is available to you, but now it takes you a little bit longer to process it. So how can you tell the difference between harmless senior moments and needing someone else to handle your money matters? It's tough, says Dr. Luke Steckel, a program director in the Division of Behavioral and Social Research at the National Institute of Aging. So this is some brainiac who says who knows something about aging, and they say, you know, everybody has some of these. Yep. But the key yep. things are are there are three key items, Paul. One is reduced memory and attention span. Uh, if you find your your mind wandering more often, 
or you have trouble remembering newer information, that can be a sign of cognitive loss. Second one is problems with everyday arithmetic. Uh, Marson, who's a physician here, uh, says that those with declining mental capacity have problems figuring a tip on a restaurant meal or calculating a medical deductible, for example. They may have trouble understanding interest rates or minimum balances, something they wouldn't have had a problem five years earlier. Okay, the restaurant one tipping 20% is one of my personal little pet peeves, Jeff, that it's not that hard to figure out 20% of any amount, right? You could just simply figure out 10 and double it. But now you're saying it could actually be a sign of some cognitive decline, which makes me think I know a lot of people in this situation. Well, wait a second, Paul, because I drag out my my, my phone with the computer and with the calculator. On yeah. It. And yeah. that bothers Gene because just like you're saying, 10 times you do 20% double it, 30% double it or triple it. Right. But I just think it's faster. So why? You know, if you got it right there, you got the number there. Well, yep. Just use yep. it. Well, uh, my guess, your financial, you know, guy Jeff, that you guys and your thing, you're so into using calculators for everything that it's probably, that's probably yeah, that's probably true. More habit than hopefully cognitive decline. Uh, the last thing is declining sense of investment risk or abnormal fear of it. This I thought was kind of an interesting one because it says if you if you become more risk averse when you never were, Marson's research shows people with cognitive decline had more difficulty identifying risk and investment opportunities. They were aware of the positives of, of an investment situation, and they tended to overly emphasize benefits of return and tended to minimize or overlook the risks. So there are just things that you have to be aware of to identify it. A couple more key things in here. Mild cognitive impairment is an early stage of cognitive change, which is more normal in aging. So don't worry too much about it, but others may have noticed some changes, but the decline has impacted functions. So don't worry about it too much. But Elzer says she's seen major life shocks like a death of a spouse overwhelm the survivor for at least, at least a year or more. So if somebody is panicked when they lose a spouse, that's normal. Most people, after that first year or two, will what she calls will come out from underneath the cloud. So some of that is is normal. Don't panic. Don't uh, don't think that somebody's having a serious decline when they just had a serious traumatic situation in their life. I think you make a very good point, Jeff, and every situation is different, whether it's a death, a tragic one, or an expected one, or long medical illness. Death is is a very, you're grieving, and, and then you add to it, and you must be thinking about um, the planning purposes and money. If you do it right, Jeff, you don't, your, your mind should be on the grieving part, not your financial plan, right? And that's what we tell our clients who lose a spouse to, for, or someone dear to them. Most cases, you don't have to make major decisions within that first year. Yes, you have to transfer the assets. Yes, you have to get everything in order. But you don't have to give money to the kids. You don't have to pay out and give money to charities. You don't have to buy a big house in Florida. You don't have to do those things. You can if you want to, but you don't have to. So we say take a step back, relax. We'll work this through. You'll have time to do that. Um you know, I, before I break, Paul, I want to spend a little bit of time on this. Uh, the rich aren't rich enough to balance the federal budget. Uh, 
you'll I think you'll find this interesting because there's always this stuff about taxing the rich, and there just aren't enough of them out there. Uh, this is an article by Brian Riedel. Americans already have most progressive tax system in the developed world. Progressive. That's a misnomer. It says the more you make, the more you pay. So that's why they call it progressive. But as budget deficits surge into stress for Congress, we'll soon have to get serious about savings proposals. Reforming Social Security, Medicare, those are off the table. Uh, political non-starter. Neither party wants to raise taxes on the middle class. Cutting defense and social spending would save at least $200 billion annually from deficits that are projected to approach $3 trillion in just a few years. That leaves one option. Tax the rich, but it won't be nearly enough, according to this article, the Wall Street Journal article. There are a few excessive tax, there are a few excessive tax loopholes and under-taxed under corporations that lawmakers could address. It's farcical, however, to suggest that the tax the rich pot of gold is large enough to rein in our deficits and finance new spending programs. Seizing every dollar of income earned over $500,000 wouldn't balance the budget. Liquidating every dollar of billionaire wealth would fund the federal government for only nine months. That's nuts. I mean, you talk about take, take all their wealth, it funds the government for nine months. Now, some people would like to do that thinking, well, they don't deserve it anyway, so let's take all their wealth, but they'd eventually run out of wealth from wealthy people. Uh, the U.S. tax code is already the most progressive of the 38 organizations for economic corporation, cooperation and development uh, member countries. The U.S. US taxes the wealthy at European rates while taxing the middle class at considerably lower rates. Congressional Budget Office uh, said that the top quartile earners come for 58% of all income, paid 70% of all federal taxes and 90% of all taxes. So that's the top court, top 25%. So pop, this, this one, Paul, was kind of stunning to me. The population, including the bottom earning 40%, so it's a, the lowest earners, bottom 40%. Guess what their combined average tax rate, tax rate is, Paul? You'll never guess it. I, I won't, so you might as well just tell me. <laughs> it's a negative 6.4%. How can that be? There are all kinds of tax credits that you so the, the bottom forty percent of earners, the average income tax rate is negative six point four percent. Isn't that nuts? Oh, that is crazy. <laughs> so you can't find enough rich people to offset those that aren't paying any taxes at all, and to, to so so they say the one answer is a value added tax. That's a consumption tax. Some countries use it. Some states use it at times. Uh, call some critics call for returning to the 91% income tax rates in the 50s, or the 70% tax bracket that prevailed prevailed throughout the 1970s. Yet federal income taxes actually declined uh, during that time, and they first started to go up when Reagan put in his tax cuts. So cut spending, I think that's the, you know there are some alternatives, but really that's the thing that you're going to have to show a little bit of fiscal discipline. Uh, drain the swamp and cut spending. Good luck with that. And voters could Absolutely. make a difference. Yeah, I mean, that's you're right, Reagan. Right, cut government, get out of my way, kind of thing. Lower taxes. 
Um, and of course, people will spend more. That trickle down effect. It's it's worked in the past, Jeff. Right? You, you it's called the Laffer curve. And Art Laffer is still on. I see him on Cudlow all the time. He was famous for putting up a formula that said if you t- cut taxes, revenues will go up to the government. And it's called the Laffer curve, where you can figure out by cutting taxes this much, you'll increase revenues to the government because people are willing to pay taxes if they can pay it at a lower rate. They won't hide taxes. They won't hide their income. They won't hide gains. They're, ha- they're happy to pay. They're, they don't, not happy. They don't mind paying if the tax rate's reasonable. At tax rates are lower, revenue to the government increases. And might I just add, Jeff, the Laffer curve is no laughing matter. <laughs> but I'm obvious, thank you. It, no, it's, it's, it's really, and it's, um, it's human nature, based on human nature as well. That, that if, um, you know, if, you, if you could pay less, you'll do more of it. If it costs more, you'll do less of it. Makes a lot of sense. A little background on the Kowal Investment Group, then a break, then we come back, um, and a lot coming up yet. The wealth management and preservation segment, basic retirement questions uh, to the most advanced retirement questions. If you want to reach out, 262-522-4040 or thekowalway.com is a great option to get in touch with one of your fantastic advisors. Jeff, you mentioned locations all over the place, and your website has all of that info Big news uh, coming up in the next few weeks that we will have regarding that, Jeff. So you've been off to a busy start, would it be fair to say, in 2024? Absolutely. We have a great team of people who love our clients from top to bottom. Again, we all talk retirement investment planning. We are the Coal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. And what Coal Investment Group is most known for is that we help clients grow and thrive in retirement without ever sacrificing their way of life. Um, that you know, we've worked hard to build that. We want to make sure you maintain that standard of living. You retire once. If you have $750,000 or more, are close to or already in retirement, give our office a call at 262-522-4040 or go online at thekoalway.com. A lot of information on there. A lot of our, our prior shows are on there. You can go on Spotify as well to get our prior shows. Um, uh, articles that we've written, uh, white pages, all kinds of things. Great website. So go to thekowalway.com. Yeah, maybe if you've never worked with an advisor, at least you know, have a conversation, talk, check out thekowalway.com. Just like taxes, there's some people that you do it yourself, and others say, I, I think the term, Jeff, you say outsource the stress to us, right? That's right. There's a lot of stress in this. If you miss a deduction or if you don't uh, miss out on an opportunity either with uh, uh, investments with trends in the economy, with taxes, with your estate planning. If you have unintended beneficiaries in your estate plan, that can really put a damper. If you have an ex-wife as a beneficiary of your retirement plan, that's the kind of thing that can really put a damper on some relationships. So, um, and also on your planning. So you want to make sure that you keep all that up to date, the estate planning, the taxes, uh, the investments and the planning, the retirement and investment planning, again, called com. I don't know if everybody listening caught what Jeff just said, but putting a damper on the relationship was one of the funniest lines I've heard you say on, on the show. And I think a lot of people know what we're talking about. That would certainly do it, yeah. Uh, so make sure the right beneficiaries are in place. Again, over 50% of American marriages end in divorce, and 
You know, not everything is bad. Life changes, they can be good too. But Jeff and his folks at the Cowell Investment Group deal with all of that stuff. So please don't hesitate to reach out. A quick break. It's News Talk 1130 WISM with Jeff Kowal. This is the Retirement Clinic. The Retirement Clinic is on WISN. Saturdays at 10. Good morning if you're just waking up late, perhaps, or running errands. Jeff Kowal, the founder of the Kowal Investment Group, is hosting the show today. A lot to cover. A busy start for the year, we said, for you guys, Jeff. You've got some events coming up, some workshops. Let, let's highlight these. And if I want to attend one of these, how do I do it? Sounds great. We like to keep our clients and our prospects or people in the audience updated with um, what's going on in the economy, in planning, in insurance, and investments, and taxes, and all kinds of things. So on Friday, February 23rd, Aaron Spitzner, great CP, uh, CFP in our office, is hosting an educational breakfast with Brian Boucher at our Racine office. The two will discuss the current state of property and casual insurance, rates and, and coverage changes, personal umbrella liability policies, and more. So that's Friday, February 23rd. You can register for that. And then Wednesday, March 20th, John White is hosting an educational panel with Mike Smith, Pam Foley, and Christine Tosin. Um, the panelists will discuss end-of-life planning, long-term care needs, burial costs, and more. Uh, that Both those workshops on Friday, February 23rd, and on Wednesday, March 20th, great uh, workshops with Aaron Spitzer, March 20th, uh, with John White. So... Um, more information, the reservations are free, but you do have to call and make reservations. For more information on these events and to register, visit thecowalway.com and click on the events page or call 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040. So, Jeff, these are complimentary events, like you said, uh, but just re- make sure you reserve your spot, thecowalway.com. Is a great start. All right, Jeff, uh, pivoting back to now retirement talk. Uh, a lot of good stuff, and we still have the weekly wealth management and preservation segment. What do you got for us now? Well, this is part of that, a great wealth transfer. So it sounds like it's wealth management, but there are trends. Uh, uh, a great wealth transfer is going on, and that wealth transfer is to women. And what's special about our relationship with our clients, they feel comfortable with us. They know that we have a relationship with them. It's not just about the money, uh, the respect we have for our female clients and our male clients as well, as well of course. Um, and the fact that uh, we rep- we recognize that they, many of them are knowledgeable, some are not. And that's why they appreciate when they come in every six months for their regular reviews that we include them in the conversation. It's more about the planning. Because most people, they don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. Uh, And that's with all of our clients. But there's a great wealth transfer going on. This is a Fox Business article. And it's an unprecedented $30 trillion is expected to shift into the hands of women by the end of the decade. So let's think about that. This is 2024. So six years from now, 30 trillion dollars is going to transfer into the hands of women. And for the most part, I think that's pretty good. And some of the statistics bear that out as well. Well, Jeff, uh, I mean, my first response is why? And it's because the husbands are, are dying, I presume, right? That's part of it. That's a big part of it, actually. A lot of it is the 
women outlive men um, so that they are likely to inherit it and be responsible for financial management of it. A lot of it also, and we'll get into the articles, talks about how uh, women are starting to take on more um, financial roles earlier in life. Um, so they're starting work earlier. Some um, uh, we're getting married at age 22. Now the uh, median age, I believe in the article, it says age 28. So they've got a number of years in the workforce where they've already been handling money. An enormous undercurrent affecting the world of uh, wealth management in the United States that continues to swell, driven by shifts in demographics, culture, families, and career trends. Greatest transfer of wealth is going to women. The McKinsey and Company study released a couple of years ago found that women are set to control much of the unprecedented $30 trillion of wealth held by baby boomers by the end of the decade calling it a potential wealth transfer of such magnitude that approaches the annual GDP of the United States. Wow. $30 trillion. <laughs> That's a chunk of change. At the time of the study, men were the primarily financial decision makers in two-thirds of the affluent households in America. So men were the primary financial decision makers, but that is rapidly changing. Now, the, now it's not just that women in the boomer generation or the affluent who are increasingly taking control of management or the household's wealth. And that's what I mentioned earlier. Uh, the growth in assets managed by women is occurring across generations, but data shows re different reasons for the shift depending on age, with a notable divide around the age of 45. With the baby boomer generation typically, although there are major exceptions and many exceptions, women take over control of the household finances upon the death of the husband. That's what you mentioned, Paul. Women tend to live longer than men, the McKinsey studies know that 70% of those widows will take over the money, 70%. Uh, women over 45 are much less likely to rate themselves having excellent financial knowledge. That's, that's kind of interesting. Women over 45 are less likely to, to rate themselves as having financial knowledge. Uh, and data includes women of younger generations are more likely to be educated on financial decisions. Uh, and they said the cutoff point is pretty much age 45. Uh, the census said that the first marriage, U.S. Census shows women on average now are entering their first marriage at 28 compared to 22 in 1980. There's also greater focus on educating women now than in previous generations. With women now earning 44.1% of bachelor's degree compared to 21% 40 some years ago. So women as a demographic have shown themselves to be excellent in making financial investing decisions. And Paul, you with at least two or three working women in your family, you know this to be true, that they make good decisions. Uh, um, better than I do. That's for sure. Um, you are right, Jeff. Um, this whole thing, okay, women and the sudden wealth. I mentioned the death of a spouse. But what about the other thing? Going back to earlier in the show, divorce, Jeff. There's a thing called suddenly wealthy, and it it can be divorce, um, a, a death, uh, retirement, uh, winning the lottery, winning a, uh, a a lawsuit, and getting a, a bunch of money. Suddenly wealthy happens a number of times, and that's where you have to find an advisor that can help you walk you through it. Somebody who cares about your interests first, 
whether it be a, a female inheriting a lot of wealth from your husband or you're getting money in a lawsuit. Um, professional athletes, a great, a great example as well. A lot of times their money will be going in a couple of years because they think it's going to continue forever. I shouldn't use them as an example, but that's probably a pretty good example. I think it is. Or, lot, or lottery winners who you'll find have won millions of dollars and a couple of years later they're broke. Why does that happen? A lot of them think it's instant wealth that's going to last forever. And you got to be careful with that. So you go through the planning process as early as possible. I think that's probably the best um, thing to do, uh, whether you're uh, 45 plus or under 45. Again, they say that the, the women under age 45 are getting it at work. They're staying in their careers longer. They're having to make financial decisions at work where the generation four generations age 45 and above didn't have to and they relied more on the male. Nonetheless, if you're working with a financial advisor that includes you in the conversation, that respects your wishes, that is emotionally and, re- and relationship-wise connected with you, that goes a long way towards a smooth transition, smooth transfer of that enormous wealth over time. And a big change of lifestyle, right? If there's a death, well, suddenly you're grieving, yes, but now you're single so that your life changes. I, I saw it with my own mom, and I don't think she minds me talking about this, but losing my dad a few years ago, Jeff, and all of a sudden, you, yeah, now you're on your own, right? And that includes the finances. So the more that's in place, a financial plan, and in your case, Jeff, the retirement plan. You got to get right. It's like doing a trust estate planning. Most Americans just don't do it for whatever reason. Once it's done, everybody that does it says, I should have done this years ago, Jeff. That's right. You control your assets during your lifetime and then give direction at the time of your death with the trust, with beneficiary designations, with all that. It's not just a retirement planning. It's all aspects of retirement planning, the the wealth management and the investment management, the taxes, the estate planning, the beneficiaries, the long-term care decisions you have to make. And we talked about those workshops coming up, the end-of-life decisions. These are all the types of things that are involved in the retirement planning process. That's what we do all the time at the Coal Investment Group. If you have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, close to already in retirement, you want to get a second opinion, you're not happy with your advisor, your advisor retired, Whatever the reason, give our office a call, 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040, or go online to thekoalway.com. Yep, a lot of good stuff, Jeff, and it's too important to mess it up. So, boy, if, you, if you've got any questions at all, please reach out, as Jeff said. Give them a call, 262-522-4040. Let's do this. A quick break. We're going to come right back with the weekly feature. We call it the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. It's next with Jeff Kowal, founder of the Kowal Investment Group. Every Saturday at 10, you're listening to The Retirement Clinic. The Retirement Clinic, we are back by that music every week. You know that it's time for wealth management and preservation talk. If I had a million dollars is the music. Jeff, and that's just a song, right? Some people say, if I had a million, so I need two. I need more than three million. Others would be happy with a hundred grand in their retirement plan. The point is, retirement planning is for everybody. This segment, though, Jeff, is a little bit different. Right. The show is for everybody. This segment is for those with a million dollars or more. And some people would say, well, I'm not there yet. Well, you might be. You have to be uh, mindful of it. Uh, and the reason we do it for people with a million dollars or more is because once you've accumulated some wealth, 
how do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs? And those are important aspects of your total life and wealth planning. But if you have $500,000 in your 401k, if you have $500,000 in retirement plans, real estate, and other things, you're already at a million dollars. If you have a business, if you have inherited money, want a lawsuit, you have insurance benefits from somebody else. If you own a home, you could be at $5 million, $10 million, $20 million or more. This segment is for you. And this is a, 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 actually an article from Kiplinger's, but it's something we do every day with our clients. And this is important because most Americans donate to charity each year. But knowing that the money can help an organization that is near and dear to your heart helps you feel warm and fuzzy inside, but getting a federal tax break for the contributions might be an added bonus. I'd say that you'd feel even warmer and fuzzier inside too. Mm-hmm. Yep. You get a tax break. Yep. Uh, most pe- However, these days, most people who donate can't write off their gifts. That's because only individuals who itemize deductions on the Schedule A of Form 1040 can actually deduct charitable distributions. If you're not itemizing your deductions, you're taking a standard deduction, you don't get a charitable dis- distribution. That says fewer and fewer people are itemizing each year because of higher uh, standard deductions, only 11.6% of federal income tax for 2021 claimed itemized deductions. So only 11%, 11.6%. But if you're an IRA owner and you're 70 and a half or older, one of the easiest ways to give to charity and get a tax break is by making a qualified charitable distribution from a traditional IRA. Paul, I have to talk about this because it gets so confusing. This is 70 and a half, not the year in which you turn 70 and a half. It's 70 and a half. That used to be a time when you had to take required minimum distributions. It is not the case anymore. It's 73 now, and that's going up to 75 eventually, which is the age at which you can take required minimum distributions. But if you're at 70 and a half, 70 and a half or better, you can take advantage of qualified charitable distributions. So, you can transfer up to $100,000 directly from your traditional IRA to a charity. If you have more than one IRA, the IRA can be applied per account owner, not per IRA. So if you are married, you and your spouse can each give $100,000 to charity. That's fantastic. And there are three main benefits. Um, first of all, you have to be charitably inclined. So I guess that, that's got to be that's a number one, right? <laughs> Right. So if you have some favorite charities, churches, things like that, that's so first of all, the distribution is not taxable. In other words, if you give 5000 if you give $100,000, it's not taxable to you. Second, they are not added to your adjusted gross income, which can help mitigate surcharges on your 2025 Medicare premiums. Uh, I, I, yeah, on your Medicare premiums in the future. In other words, if you say, well, I'm a, I have to take a requirement of distribution or I'm going to take money out of my IRA, that goes towards your income, which can raise your Medicare premiums. Doing a qualified charitable distribution, it's not added to adjusted gross income. So it doesn't affect your Medicare premiums. So first bonus, not taxable. Second, doesn't affect your Medicare premium. Third, it can count towards your annual required minimum distributions. That's a big plus. So as an example, let's say you have enough money or let's say you don't and whatever the reason is, and you have $2 million in your 
uh, IRA. Uh, your required minimum distribution is probably going to be about $80,000 that year. You'd have to take it out, have to pay income tax on it. If you do a qualified charitable distribution, you don't have to pay taxes on that. It doesn't add to your um, adjusted gross income, and it counts towards your required minimum distribution. So it's just a great thing all the way around. Uh, only transfers from your IRA directly to a charity are considered qualified charitable distributions. You can't say, yeah, I did give to that charity. Mm-hmm. So just count that. Up. No, you, you can't do it. That's come directly from your IRA. And most IRA custodians will require you fill out a form requesting the charitable payout. Paul, this is a great way to go. I want to touch a little bit on reporting on that. But, um, you know, if you're charitably inclined, and you want to give up to $100,000, $200,000 for a couple, you're 70 and a half or better. This is just a great way to do it and a great opportunity not to be missed. You know, how how does one keep up with this stuff, the, the tax laws and charitable giving? These things change every year for the most part, uh, Jeff. And the answer is you have to work with a certified financial planner, a financial advisor, somebody at the Cowell Investment Group who makes sure you do it the right way. And Jeff, it could mean a difference of... I mean, literally thousands and thousands of dollars, right? This is, this is a perfect, that's a great, great point, Paul, because this is thousands and thousands of dollars in taxes that you're avoiding by doing a qualified charitable distribution. Um, secure, secure Act, Secure, secure 2.0 changed a lot of things. You're saying, wait, 70 and a half, how come I can still give at 70 and a half when I don't have to take required minimum distributions? Well, you can still take advantage of this tax break or the, the tax advantages of this but the form 1099r that you will get early next early in the year won't reflect the qualified charitable distributions the 1099r that you get from your investment advisor will show only the amount of distributions made from the ira in 2023 when filling out your 2023 form 1040 or 1040 sr you would include the total distribution under line 4a of the 1040 then subtract the qualified distribution amount. So you have to look this, give our office a call, write QCD next to line 4B on the 1040. So there are ways to do it. You have to take responsibility for that. But it's a great advantage to qualified charitable distributions. Yeah, you know what? If you're driving in your car and this is like, my head's spinning from that. That's why we give out the phone number. Any questions at all, we'll take a break, we'll come back. But the phone number at the Kowal Investment Group is 262-522-4040 or thekowalway.com. Many states don't allow newly built homeowners to move in until... Back with Jeff Kowal. Hey, Jeff, you mentioned those events coming up, those workshops that are free of charge. How can I find out more? Well, there are two events coming up on Friday, February 23rd. Aaron Spitzer is hosting an educational breakfast with Brian Boucher at a Racine office covering property casual insurance rates and coverage, personal liability policies, the things that can really uh, derail an otherwise successful retirement plan. So that's Friday, February 23rd, Wednesday, March 20th, John White hosting a great workshop with Mike Smith, Pam Forty, Christine Tosin, They'll discuss end-of-life planning, long-term care needs, things like that. For more information, two great workshops, February 23rd, March 20th, visit thekowalway.com uh, or, or give us a call at 262-522-4040. 
And listen Monday through Friday for those daily market reports on the Mark Belling Show, 3 and 5 p.m. news blocks. Hey, that's going to do it. On behalf of Jeff Kowal, founder of the Kowal Investment Group, I'm Paul Cronforce. Thanks again. Next Saturday, we're back, 10 o'clock. The Retirement Clinic is on WISN.